welcome to the Serviced Accommodation Property Podcast. This podcast by Kevin Paneskis, also known as the Property Soldier, covers all aspects of serviced accommodation and how to make it a profitable and sustainable business. Kevin started investing in property in 1991 whilst serving in the British Army and now owns a multi-million pound property portfolio and serviced accommodation business and is a best-selling author. And now your host. Kevin Paneskis. Hi, Kevin. Property Soldier here. Now, I'm doing this as a live video, so you can ask questions live. And also, if you watch this on repeat, you can uh, type in your questions then. That's fine. I'll I'll endeavour to answer those. I'm also recording this as a podcast episode, so multitasking. And so... The topic of this episode is the mistakes that people make when doing rent to SA via letting agents. So I'm going to cover some of those mistakes here. Now, two different strategies as far as I'm concerned. You've got rent to SA via a letting agent and you've got rent to SA via a landlord. And what people do is they make the mistake of mixing the two up and it's really important that you don't mix up your message when you are talking to a letting agent versus talking directly to a landlord so these are the mistakes that people make when talking to letting agents when they want to get a rent to SA via that letting agent the mistake that they make is they use the language that they should only be using when talking to a landlord. Hopefully that's clear. The mistake people make when they're talking to letting agents is they use language that they should only be using when talking directly to a landlord. I will explain. Letting agents do not want you as the SA operator to be in competition with them. Okay, so that's hopefully that makes sense. That's pretty obvious. So what you don't want them to think is that you are going to try and pinch their clients, their landlords. Okay, so you have to be very careful with the language you use when talking to a letting agent. So please don't say things like you are going to take care of all of the maintenance of the property. So that's a bit of an issue because uh, letting agents get paid, well, a lot of them get paid just for picking up the phone and getting a contractor out to deal with maintenance stuff. All right, so there's a couple of things that that is going to worry them if you say that to them. A, you're going to deprive them of that income for appointing their trades to go and and do the work. Uh, And B, work's going to happen on the properties that might not be up to their standard. All right. So that's going to worry them if you start saying things like that. So the the other thing that um, you need to worry about, um, a lot, I, I see this a lot, um, especially on people's websites. So I'll talk about websites in a minute, is they say things on their website like we will uh, rent or buy your property. OK. And so, again, a lot of letting agents are also estate agents. And so you do not want the letting agent to to feel worried that you are going to try and take their business away from them on that that side as well. So using language like you're going to manage the property, well, that's what letting agents do. 
renting or buying the property, minor maintenance, no problem tenants to manage. Things like that are going to worry uh, the letting agent that you're going to try and take their uh, clients, their customers. So they might think, well, if, if we give them the property and let's say after six months, all of a sudden, the, the landlord stops uh, removes the, the the property from me, and and all that's going to happen is they, the landlord's just going to go direct with them. Okay, so that's what the letting agent is going to worry about. So I'll tell you a good thing uh, that you should do with a letting agent is go on to onto their website, their own website, and look at all of the things that they are saying that they will do for their clients, for their landlords. And just don't copy any of that stuff in your language. Don't copy any of that stuff in your website. So here's the thing. When when it comes to your own website, you actually, if you are going to take this seriously, you actually should have two different websites. You should have a website that is for letting agents. And you should have a website that is for landlords and don't mix the messaging. Now, the website for the letting agents is actually a very, very, very simple website because you don't want to say too much and you don't want to overcomplicate things. Now, the easiest way to to have a website that will work with letting agents is to think of it in this way. The website just needs to target corporate guests. Okay, the website just needs to target corporate guests. So people who would stay in your service accommodation property. So actually, what you need to do is have a website that is um, selling the benefits of service accommodation over a hotel. Okay, now um, just imagine the scenario where you contact your uh, local uh, company. So it's a large company in your area and they regularly have people come in from out of town who need accommodation. And ordinarily, they would use a hotel. So on your website, you can just show nice looking serviced accommodation property. Now, you may not have that property yet. So you can have representative properties and representative accommodation. And you're you're showing the benefits. So you're showing that it's got a lounge and it's got a kitchen and it's a home away from home, fully equipped and it's fully serviced for your corporate clients. And so this is this is what is going to get you bookings from local companies and, and businesses and it might be construction firms coming in from out of town in order to do a project in your town, etc. So that is the sort of website that you should be sending to those people. And guess what? That's the exact same website that you should be showing a letting agent when you are looking to take a property from that letting agent for Red2SA. Because the language you use with a letting agent is you need 22 Acacia Avenue, let's say, for your corporate clients. And ideally, you have lined up your corporate clients in advance. So I I did a a challenge recently, an SA uh, supporters challenge, where somebody... From had no experience in SA, started at the beginning of the week, he started brand new. And by the end of the week, he'd got £100,000 booking and won £300,000 booking um, for the NHS. 
for service accommodation to accommodate nurses. And so guess what? He now had an awful lot of volition, an awful lot of impetus and momentum to be going to letting agents and saying, I need your property to be accommodating my clients. All right. So guess what? That is going to help you get rent to SA properties from letting agents, having the clients lined up already. So uh, having a, a website that is targeting corporates is definitely going to help you get rent to SAs from letting agents. So hopefully this is making sense so far. Like I say, if anyone has got questions, uh, let me just put my comments on there. If anyone's got questions, then please type them in and I'll endeavor to answer them. And like I say, if you've got uh, if you're watching the replay of this, then please, you can, uh, you know, please uh, type your questions away still. And um, as I say, I'm going to record that or this is going to go out as a podcast, my service combination property podcast. Uh, and, you know, it's going to be useful pe- for people listening to the podcast as well to hear me answering any questions that you type in live. So please feel free to type in your questions. So. That's going to help you get rent to essays from letting agents by not mixing your messaging. The letting agent just has to be very clear in what it is you want from them. And it, they have to be very clear that you're not going to set up in competition with them. Now, if you have a website, when they say, I'll oh, send me more information, someone just asked, what's the podcast called? Um, I think uh, maybe that's on a slight delay, but it's the Service Combination Property Podcast and an awful lot of my um, information I, I put out on my podcast. Okay, So you can get an awful lot of good stuff from that as well. Um, so absolutely, a, a lot of people have got stuff on their website that is talking about the benefits that they will bring to a landlord. Do you know what? I even see people talking about Section 24 and capital allowances. So they they talk about this to letting agents, Section 24 and capital allowances. They've got it on their website, which they're showing to letting agents. So that will just overwhelm a letting agent. So Section 24, for those of you that don't know, the government removing the mortgage interest rate relief from landlords. Okay, Letting agents don't need... Some of them will know about it. Some of them won't. But if ever you uh, saying stuff to letting agents that's going to overwhelm them, they'll just they will use the stock answer, which is, um, oh, we don't do that sort of thing. Or um, we've spoken to the landlord and he doesn't wish to do it. Okay, so the reason is that you just overwhelm them. Capital allowances. So letting agents will think you're talking about um, capital gains. All right. That's what they will think. So don't talk about helping landlords avoid Section 24 and helping landlords um, claim capital allowances to letting agents. Honestly, just don't go there. It's a totally different conversation if you are talking directly to a landlord. Okay, so That's when you can bring that sort of stuff in. So ultimately, you just need to focus on you need the accommodation for your corporate clients. It's really important that you explain to the letting agent that the liability for the rent sits with you, okay? They don't want, you don't want to make them think that your guests need to pay you in order for them to get paid or your guests are going, so I, some letting agents even think that it's the guests that are going to pay the letting agent. Please just don't assume that they understand it, all right? Just explain 
that the liability sits with you in order to pay the rent to the letting agent. So effectively, you are the tenant. Okay, You, the service accommodation operator, are the tenant via the letting agent, and you pay the monthly rent to the letting agent. You're going to want to take the property on a company let agreement because you set yourself up as ABC serviced accommodation okay, or ABC short stay accommodation, whatever you're calling yourself, right? And you set up your limited company. So I always advocate operating service accommodation in a limited company. It's a lot more compliant and a lot easier to, to manage. It's more business-like. And therefore, you're going you're gonna to take the property from them on a company let agreement. Now, just ask for their company let agreement. Yes, you might need to amend it. So the, the obvious one is um, you're not going to be using the property for your employees. You're going to be using it for your clients. But guess what? You've already explained that to the letting agent. That's why you want the property. So you say, is it available for a company let? That's how you initiate the conversation in why you need the property for a company let. You've got your clients lined up and they're coming into town and they're doing the, the new build development down the road and that's going to take them the next five months. So you need um, the accommodation to accommodate them. The liability sits with you. You are the tenant. Sometimes letting agents will come up with things like, oh, what about HMO? Well, it's not HMO because it's not their residence. It's not your guest's residence. They live somewhere else. Um, if it comes up, I don't try and burst, you know, burst transmission this stuff or overwhelm them. But if it comes up, I'll say things like um, they sign our terms and conditions. OK, and we take uh, credit card details and um, we do ID checks and we make sure that it all matches their residence. Right. So it cannot be a HMO. There's no need for a change of use or anything like that. Um, because it's it's C3 is the the uh, most appropriate use class for service accommodation. But I don't I don't sort of, you know say all this stuff unless they ask me. It's just some of the objections that letting agents will sometimes come up with. Is it going? Does that mean it's a HMO? Because there's more than two unrelated people living in the property that type of thing. So if they just, if they mention that, then bring it up. There's no right to rent checks because again. It's not anyone's home. It's not their principal prime residence. So if you're letting property on an AST to, to proper tenants, then the right to rent checks have to be done to establish that they've got the right to, to live in the UK, et cetera, et cetera. But you don't have to do that for service accommodation. You don't have to do it for – think of it for a furnished holiday let. If you're going to go and stay in a holiday let, you don't have to do right to rent checks, do you? Well, the same applies for service accommodation. Case. But again, don't just come, you know, um, come out with all of that uh, straight away. If they ask, then then cover that stuff. Okay, so let's look at if any questions that people have typed in so far, so I can cover off any questions. So Sam, okay, Sam saying, love the course. I've completed. Completed in meeting landlord to take on a one or completed and meeting a landlord to take a one bed studio. Have you got any advice on negotiating no deposit meeting them at 12? OK, um, when it comes to direct to landlord, if the landlord wants a deposit, then guess what? Pay a deposit because that's just normal. 
I have done rent to SA direct to a landlord um, and the landlord hasn't asked for a deposit and so I haven't offered it. But I, I wouldn't I wouldn't try to beat the landlord up too much when it comes to paying a deposit. It's just a normal scenario, um, but just play it by ear on that. Hopefully that uh, helps on that, Sam. Okay, so... Hopefully that was useful, everybody. I don't didn't want to overcomplicate this one because I just want, it, want you to keep it straightforward and keep it simple. When you are doing Rent to SA via a letting agent, do not overcomplicate it and do not have mixed messaging and do not um, use the language either verbally or on your website that you would use when targeting a landlord. Okay, You don't want to come up as competition for a letting agent you don't want to to make them worry that you're going to pinch their their clients okay so your website needs to be clear so yes have a website targeting landlords now some websites you can have that that you can be turning a certain section of your website off so you could use you know you could use it um with say the landlord bit turned off when approaching letting agents and vice versa, okay? So you could do it that way. But when you're approaching companies, just don't don't complicate things. Because again, if you've got a website that is all things to all men and you're showing that to a company because you're trying to get their employees and their clients and, and their subcontractors, et cetera, to stay in your service combination, you're going to really confuse them if you are talking about Section 24 and capital allowances and and taking care of, of minor maintenance and and, and all, the, all the different mixed messages. So ultimately, the easiest way to do this is just have a website that you use in order to get corporate clients. That is the same website, and it's very, very – it could be just a one-page website – that is the same website that you show to a letting agent if the web letting agent wants uh, more information. And then it makes sense. That's why you need the property to be a, a corp- uh, accommodating corporate clients. So the letting agent isn't going to be confused or phased or overwhelmed by that. So you keep that on that side. And then when you're uh, approaching landlords directly, you have a different website that sells the benefits of service accommodation to landlords. And don't mix the two. So hopefully that was useful, everybody. You're welcome, Sam. Let me check on my different devices. No questions there. Okay, in fact, I may do. Just bear with me. No no more questions on that one. So hopefully that's useful, everybody. Here's to your service accommodation success. And remember, your future needs you. Take care, everyone. Thank you for listening to the Serviced Accommodation Property Podcast. You can also follow me on social media and YouTube by searching The Property Soldier. Also check out my website, www.propertysoldier.co.uk, where you can learn even more about property investing and serviced accommodation.